Being a real estate agent can be demanding. Being a mom, now that's even more challenging. Now being a mom in real estate, now that is hard. I'm Angela Fazio, welcome to Moms in Real Estate. And today I am sitting next to the beautiful Catherine Castle. And we're gonna be talking today a lot about um, surrounding yourself with the right people and some other really fun things. But before we get started, I'd like to thank April Chadwick and Diane Gertis from The Mortgage Advantage for sponsoring our show. Really appreciate you making this possible. And let's get started. Okay. Hi. Hi. So you've been in the business three years. Start, yes, yeah, starting my fourth year. You're starting your fourth starting year. Starting my fourth year. And um, you do $6 million in production. I did. And that's really exciting. It was <laughs> so easy, wasn't it, to get there? Oh, snap of <laughs> I had the I had the distinct pleasure of meeting Catherine when she was fairly new. I, I don't think... Yeah, it's very I think new. It's very new. Mm -hmm. And struggling, of yes. course, mm -hmm. as we all do when we first start. And discouraged. Yes, very. And unhappy. <laughs> and, um, and now... I'm so excited for people to hear your story oh. and how you overcame and all of your details. So, but first, let's hear about your kids. Oh, that's my favorite thing to talk about. Um, I have two girls. Uh, Shannon is 21. She just graduated from Grand Canyon University. She is a second grade teacher, so um, just following her dreams and her passion. And uh, she coaches junior high volleyball. So uh, very, very proud of her. Mm -hmm. And then I have a 17-year-old, Emily. She's a senior. She will graduate in May. Um, we think, I'm not 100% <laughs> sure yet, think she's going to bear it on Oh, I thought, you meant, I thought you meant graduate. Oh, no, she'll <laughs> definitely graduate. We were, we're, she's undecided on colleges, uh -huh. um, but I think she's leaning towards Barrett at ASU. Um, and her dream job is to be a physician's assistant in like a pediatric area she both my kids love, love kids. children oh yeah and so um so yes I'm really excited to see where that's gonna go here that's great that is that's really awesome and um, my son goes to ASU in that college so not physician assistant but <laughs> he loves it so yes. hopefully hopefully she will choose that because it'll be nice and close to you yes it will right and, I mean I'm looking forward to empty nest but at the same time I'm a little I'll be sad <laughs> I want I you know what I just I miss my son like I do I wish he would call Oh, he's Call like, your mom. Yeah, and he's not going to be watching this. But um, or text every once in a while. But I don't miss him because I know right now he is having the time of his life. Right. He just loves independence. He loves being away from the house and his some of his younger brothers and sisters. And right. It's really and that's cool. our job. Mm -hmm. We did well when they leave and they flourish. Yep. Right. Then we did our job. That's right. That's right. I'm yep. excited about that. So I know you have really great girls, Thank you. and um, I want people to hear your history a little bit. Tell us. How you got into real estate? That story is really cool. Oh, yeah. So I got into real estate by accident. Um, I come from an accounting background. I had my own accounting business for years, and then I started working for a, a corporation. And um, a friend of mine called, and she said, hey, do you want to go to real estate school? There's a Groupon. And I was like, okay, that might be fun. Like, we could go do this together. And you know, if it works out, great. If it doesn't, okay, I'll just go give it a try. So really, I had no expectations, zero pressure. I was like, if I make it to class, awesome. If I don't, oh well, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to the first class, and I was, like, hooked. I was like, I love this, and I never missed a class. I went every night. I went right through it. I love Marty, 
Marty makes it amazing. Marty Baum is Marty the world's greatest pre-licensing instructor. Best teacher. And it was just so fun. Mm -hmm. And um, said, okay, no pressure. I'll take the test. If I pass, great. If I don't, okay. Passed. Went and took the state test. Same thing. No pressure. If I pass, okay. If I don't, okay. Passed. I was like, whoa, maybe I, maybe this is there's something to this. Maybe I will enjoy this. Maybe this is something, um, a next career path for me. But I wasn't really thinking that yet. And then, um, unfortunately, my company was sold. And they came in and said, oh, you have, we're selling our company in three days. We're owned by somebody else. And that job is in Seattle. I'm like, well, I'm not moving to Seattle. So, was that really close to when you got your license? Yeah, it was wow. very close. God, God it, had a plan. Right, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's why I was like, okay, maybe there is something to this. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, you know, I was like, well, I didn't want to go back into doing accounting. And I said, well, I was kind of jaded. Thinking, this is going to be easy. I can do this. <laughs> and I just put myself in a position and put things in order and jumped ship from my job and just said, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, and I know at first uh, you thought it was easy, and then you found out really quickly that it's not easy at all. No. Um, and then things changed. And and I've talked with you, uh, and been able to witness um, your, the metamorphosis. Yes. A little butterfly, right? <laughs> and I, I know that you made a really wise move. I don't even know if you did it like intentionally knowing it was going to be so great, but surrounding yourself with the right people. Oh, yes. Talk, talk to us a little oh, bit about that. That is so important. So, you know, being in real estate, you can be very secluded. You know, you can do your own business. You don't have to come into the office. You don't have to be accountable to anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and starting off new, like, I don't, I didn't know anything, you know. So, um, yeah, it was super important. I... I surrounded myself um, with Martha and Lisa. Um, Lisa was my mentor, um, so she taught me, you know, all kinds of stuff. And and then joined the team and just that team environment and having that support. And it it, it does take a village. Like I always say, it takes a village to raise your children. It actually takes a village to be in real estate, mm -hmm. to hold yourself accountable, to make goals, and just to have people behind you saying, "You can do it." Mm -hmm. Are you gonna fall? Yes. Is it going to hurt? Yes. But, you know, here, here, pick yourself up. Let's put a Band-Aid on it and let's keep going. And that has been just their belief in me and just their support. I think that was the, the push. Sure. You know? Sure. I think um, my husband and I are passionate about surrounding yourself with like-minded people who lift you up, who encourage you. Um, who don't take your bullshit, yep. you know, or, or, or don't let you make excuses or right. be a victim in mm -hmm. any way. Um, so I think that there are some qualities that you should consider. Are you surrounding yourself with these certain qualities? Let's let's brainstorm those. Okay, accountability you mentioned. Oh, yeah. You can't have somebody who, when you whine, they go, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, that's not going to work. It doesn't work. It, yeah. it sometimes seems in the moment nicer. But then you're fooling. You don't really want success right. if you don't want people kicking your butt, you know, around right. you. Right. And being honest with you. You're not working hard enough. Right. You're not prospecting enough. Right. Or what you said right there doesn't make any sense. Right. So tell, tell me some, can you give some examples of, oh, um, maybe some zingers? Oh, some zingers. <laughs> so, um, so I have a, a, 
a very good friend who uh, is not in the real estate, like realtor side of it, but in, you know, title side of it. And um, also very encouraging, just a great coach and mentor, um, used to be an agent. And, um, you know, I, I think we went to lunch and I was like, you know, this is really hard and, and, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, do you wake up every day at the same time and act like you're going to a job? I was like, no. I mean, we just talked about this. No, I hit snooze 50 times and then I get up two hours later. I was like, I'm supposed to get up and act like I'm going somewhere. I'm like, I stay in my pajamas till one o'clock. Uh-huh. And he was like, nope. He's like, get yourself up, act like you're going to a job. This is a job. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your, but you're the boss, but you still have to act that way. Um, so I just remember looking at him like, are you serious? You know, <laughs> that was a game changer. You, yeah. That was a game changer for me. You um, had to have your light bulb go, go off. Exactly. When Chuck and I first um, got together and started doing real estate together in 2001, um, our escrow officer, Robin, she is one of those people who kicked our butts and encouraged us. Oh. And, and we went to, we went to Robin, our escrow officer, like she was our broker. I mean, she could, what did we know? And all she would kept, where's, where are my escrows? Bring me escrows. Now, not in a haughty way, right. but just like, what are you doing? What are, you doing? are you, you know, are you doing these things to meet people and gain business? And she was a, she was a real encouragement in our beginning steps of success. Right. And I think too, like even like surrounding yourself, like coming into this office, I've said this from day one, when you walk into this office, if you don't feel the electricity and the excitement, you have zero emotions. Like, <laughs> this office is always buzzing yeah. and is always full of positive. And if you need help from anybody, you can talk to all the agents here. Everybody mm-hmm. is just warm and inviting. And I think that's really important too. Because who wants to go into an office where, don't talk to me. Like, well, I'm, you know, I'm focusing on just this. And, you know, you need that camaraderie too. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Last week we were talking about the importance of building relationships. Mm-hmm. And fostering good relationships and focusing, investing into people. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of people who are small-minded, and and I don't want to share my ideas. I don't want to share my right. how, how I got successful. But the funniest thing is, the moment you instruct somebody else how to be successful, it ignites a fire in you. Absolutely, it ignites a fire in you to be more successful. Or if I'm making myself accountable to try to share something with you, mm-hmm. I'm going to really work that through my mind, and it's going to become more valuable for me. Right. right, right. Because like when I teach a class or when we do Monday morning mindset, it's probably more valuable for me to get prepared to do that, and it helps me stay positive. Right. So in blessing others. You're furthering yourself. Exactly. It's great. Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think that I'm finally to the point where I actually, I can see that, Mm. you know, it's taken, it's taken a few years, but, uh, I like, maybe I'm just a slow, a slow. No, you're not slow. It's when you first start in the career, it's so overwhelming. You can't focus on anything, but how do I just get on the right path and how do I stay on the right path and how do I gain momentum and keep it? Right. But then once you get a little more experience and it does take at least two, three years, right to gain your footing well, right. then you can start lift your head up, you know, and start looking around a little bit. And I and I and I think it's really important too, like none of us are even none of us are too like experienced to learn something else. You know, and so yeah, I think that's I think that's really important. Um, I think I told you I shared with you when I started in real estate I thought I kinda had an edge 
And I was like, oh, this is going to be easy for me. And I don't have to do, I'm not going to have to like sweat like everybody else did. Oh, I was so wrong. Yeah. I was so wrong. But that was the best lesson for me because it made me go back to the basics and um, learn, you know, how, how do I do this? How do I connect with people? And again, you know, my team leaders, listening to their stories. They are amazing. Oh, they, they are. They really are. They Two are of amazing. my favorite people in the world. Oh, they're my favorite. Yeah. Right. They're sick right now. I hope you feel better. But um, yeah, they, um, yeah, it's just been their, their stories and their sharing and sharing their positives and their negatives, mm -hmm. their successes and their failures. I mean, even to this day, I mean, they've both been in it over 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still failures. There's, there's still things that happen. Of but course. It's like, Here, this is what happened to me. Let's learn from it. And it's just, it's eye-opening, too, because it doesn't make you feel like, oh, you know, you're up here mm -hmm. and I'm down here. It's like we are all working together. I'm and, glad you and brought that up. each other. Well, I, I talk about this pretty, a lot. And I hope people who watch this show... Um, their mindset starts to change, that it is unnecessary and ridiculous to paint a picture of yourself that's more perfect than you are. It is so um, liberating and so encouraging to the people around you when you are humble enough to share your failures yeah. and to be transparent. I mean, I'm probably a little too transparent. I run into my <laughs> office and say, let me tell you the most terrible thing I did as a mom today, you know? But that transparency, first of all, it takes the pressure off of me. Right. I'm not perfect. I don't have to act like right. it. Right. Right? Nor do I want to act like it because right. it, it, it's hard. It's hard keeping that fake right. facade on. Very hard. I did it for years. I'm not doing it anymore. But then who can you encourage? Like you said, your leaders are humble. Oh, and yes. they aren't afraid to tell silly stories about themselves or yeah. their dumb mistakes or whatever because they know the value in being genuine. It's such a big deal. You picked you picked the most amazing circle of people to be around. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think too, if you spend all your time and energy like faking that you're perfect, people see right through that. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? You're, you're not just kind of like, anybody. yeah, you're mm -mm. just kind of like, okay, and I don't want. Or they won't see through it, but they just can't put their finger on, why what? are they uncomfortable around right. you? Like, yeah. Like, like what's, what's wrong? Yeah, and kind of like what are you hiding? Mm. And especially in this business, your your clients need to be able to trust you and know that you are being honest and transparent, and that you you have their best interest. If you're too busy being like, I'm perfect, mm -hmm. you know. Um, my favorite thing is, and I think it's just from raising my kids. Like even like when the worst things happen, I'll find something we've got to laugh about it. Mm -hmm. Like we'll cry, but then you've got to find something, and we'll make a joke later. And sometimes we're like, "Is this too soon?" But I feel like that with my clients. Like I'll tell you, we're there might be an issue, but I promise you, I'll get you through it. And at the end of it, we're gonna laugh about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna be there by your side, and. You know, we're going to have a good time. It's just, not doesn't mean it's not going to be bumpy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of it, when we close and we're sitting at your new house, we're going to have a good chuckle about, oh, my gosh, remember when that yeah. happened? And, yeah. You know. I think that's a really good outlook. Um, you know, you told me a story about your um, when you were just starting in real estate, or I don't know if it was the first or second year, where you would have times where you were like, where's the money? I mean, like, I have no money. And um, what was really endearing is you told me the story about how your girls, you and your girls handled that and oh, especially yeah. your daughter who had the job tell that a little oh, bit that's gonna make me cry um so yeah you know um I had some savings and I I had different avenues for finances but again <laughs> it takes a couple years to to get this going and um 
being a single mom, you know, I have to provide for my kids and make sure they had a roof over their head and we had food and, you know, all that stuff, thankfully, we were able to do. Um, you know, maybe they didn't have the newest iPhone the minute it came out or, you know, the newest, the best car or whatever the case may be. But my girls were definitely a team and they are definitely supportive. And, um, you know, at one point my oldest was working three jobs mm. so and going to college. So, uh, you know, she definitely was like, hey, you know, you're working hard and I'm going to work hard too. And we pulled together and now she's graduated. But, yeah, she was uh, going to school full time. She worked every weekend at In-N-Out, um, and then she coached the junior high volleyball team and a club team, and mm. a volleyball club team. So, yeah. Well, that's, was, another, that's another good outcome from you being transparent. Oh, yeah. You didn't pretend like everything was hunky-dory, don't you worry, nothing's changing, oh, yeah. or nothing's hard, you know, by being honest about the struggle and how hard you're working to make this career work. Right. And you also said to me, she's, one of the things that kept you from quitting or giving up was, I'm not going to teach my girls no. to be a quitter. No, there's, <laughs> there's no, there's no quitting in, right. in our house. Um, I've told them since they were little, you can do anything. You, the whole, the world is open to whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Just try, mm -hmm. you know. And if you try and fail, okay, but you can't back, go back and say, I, I wonder if. Exactly, like, that's try. what quitting does, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, like, failure was just not an option. Um, I, I always say, just keep swimming. So it was like, okay, you might sink or suck in water or be down for a few seconds, but you, you have to eventually start, even if you're doggy paddling, you mm -hmm. have to keep swimming. And, um, you know, and I just didn't want to fail for them. Right. I didn't want them. And, I mean, there were rough times. I'm not going to lie. There were times I was probably in the fetal position. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get up. Hitting snooze again you know, 50 times. Snooze, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they would be, and I just, I would look at them and I'm like, okay, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't, and I'm not one of those people that I'm like, oh, just do as I say, mm -hmm. you know. And so it was just really important for me and, and just me as a mom to be like, hey, girls, you, you can do this. And that's, you know? is that, would you say one, like, that's one of the ways that you were able to persevere. Did, was there anything else that helped you to really persevere? I think, I think that is one of them. Definitely, um, you know, having my girls watching me and the kind of example I wanted to give them. But, I mean, definitely when you have all this support behind you and you have all these people cheering you on, I mean, in all honesty, I don't want to, I didn't want to give up and tell them, oh, yeah, I gave up too. Mm, you right. Know? Like, That's I feel a good like thing about I didn't think about that. That is a form of accountability that people don't consider. When you uh, when you surround yourself with the right people, with, with people worthy of you being accountable because you don't want to let them down. Right. Right? That's, it, that's, that's that a big deal. A big, that's a big motivator. Mm -hmm. That was a big motivator. I think um, especially when I joined the team because, you know, when I joined the team, I was still struggling. And, um, you know, and I was like, I, I don't know how to, to structure this. And thankfully, you know, they were like, okay, so we're going to have goals and we're going to do a monthly goal. We're going to do a quarterly goal. And, um, and then it just be, kind of became a game, you know, um, because I'm a numbers person. Mm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this many transactions and um, this is what I want to do. And then it just became more of like, okay, now let's, you know, let's, it just became a motivator to me, actually. Who gave you the idea, um, your word of the year concept? Did somebody um, give you that idea or do you come up with that yourself? Or? No, how did I learn that? 
Tell people about that because I think that's really that's something I've been rolling around since we had the conversation. Okay, so I honestly I don't remember how that came up, um, but somehow or another, just in talking with my sphere of people, and um, somebody said you need to pick a word that you're going to carry out through the year. Um, so last year my word was intensity. I was going to do everything with more like intensify. Mm-hmm. So everything I did was going to be intensified. Um, if you know, the year before I made five calls and met with two people, then this year, you know, each month or week or whatever, I'm going to make 10 calls and meet with four people. Like it was just going to be more intense. Like take all of the good things that you were doing, the, the proper things and, and blow it up. Yeah. Everything, okay. everything was blown up. Um, you know, it was going from one open house, uh, a weekend to where I was doing three or four a weekend or a week. Mm-hmm. So it was just everything was going to be bigger and grander. Whether it worked out or it didn't, that was my focus. We're going to go big. Go big my, or go home. My extremist personality <laughs> loves that. <laughs> yeah, no middle ground here. No, no, no. We are, we are going for it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just, it was an amazing year. Just such an amazing year. So then this year, um, when we were, when I was goal setting and thinking about what I wanted to accomplish this year, um, my word for this year is in, is intentional, and I want to be deliberately intentional in what it is that I'm doing. Um, last year, because I just kind of intensified everything, I kind of threw things in different directions to see what would stick. And this year, I want to be okay. I'm going to do this with deliberate intention, and and just keep that intensity, but do it deliberately instead so of. So give just me, like, give us an example of how you're going to apply that. Um, okay, so. Um, well, we talked a little bit about this mindset reset that I've, I've oh, started. Oh, yeah. Um, and, she, and it's really, in, it's What's her really name? interesting. So Mel people, Robbins. Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins mindset reset. It's really interesting because her, so far in this training that she's doing, she's talking about being intentional. Mm. So I thought that was really ironic that that's my word and then that's what she talks about. So, um, you know, putting my phone away to go to sleep. Like, I'm doing that deliberately and intentionally. I'm taking it away from my bed so I can get a good night's rest. Um, I'm so proud of myself. I haven't snoozed for the last three days. <laughs> you would not think that's Hi, a my name's Catherine deal. Castle. I'm a snoozer. It's been three days since I snoozed. <laughs> that is, like, I cannot believe the energy I have when I wake up. Like, the last three mornings, I, I told you, my daughter's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I, I slept. I, I, sl- I actually slept. So that I'm doing that intentionally, mm-hmm. um, you know, my I'm picking like where to focus my time um, on purpose. Um, last year, I tried to do a power hour, and last year it was like, oh, if I can fit the power hour in, great. Mm-hmm. If I can't, oh well. Um, this year, my thought is, that's my power hour. That's my promise to myself that I'm going to do this at this time. And there's nothing, nothing's going to stop that, mm-hmm. you know, because if you, it's another thing I learned, we, if I tell you, I promise you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it because I don't want to disappoint you and right. I promised you. Right. So why do you break promises to yourself? Why do I break yourself? promises to myself? Oh, that's good. Right? right? That's a hard one, right? Oh, so right? I'm intentional and, and I used to think that it had to be perfect. Like I had to do power hour every day from this time to this time. And now I've learned, you know what? I'm going to promise three days a week. And it might not be the same hour, but I'm going to look at my calendar at the beginning of the week, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say, this day I'm doing it here, this day I'm doing it here, and I'm going to not 
Now that's easily said because it's only been what's today the tenth, right? <laughs> so right. So far, so good. Ten days. You, <laughs> no snoozing for three. <laughs> well, you have to get past the three day mark if you're going to be successful. You're going to have to start somewhere, right? Right. Exactly. I'll tell you what. What uh, in time? I just thought of this as we're talking. In times where my husband and I feel um, just like all over the place, mm-hmm. like just no directionless, and and it's always it always comes back I don't know why we're so slow to figure this out every time it always comes back to we're unclear right right when when we're when you are unclear when you don't know where you're going and why Mm -hmm. or what you're trying to accomplish you do you feel all over the place you aren't intentional you can't you can be intense but it's not productive right right so that intentionality is a a focus that is so hard to do with all of the world's distractions absolutely but it is powerful most of the world doesn't even try to be intentional right so if you are putting things into your mindset into your schedule um, into habits not everything but whatever you're doing right if you're just starting somewhere you have already outperformed 95% of the world. And just, yeah, and just, like you said, just start. Mm-hmm. Just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right. You know? But yeah, just do it on purpose. Because I think that, I think especially with social media. I know, like, you right? Know, if, you, if you wake up and the first thing you grab is your phone and then you, you're looking through stuff, like sometimes that's 45 minutes of my morning. Mm. And, I'm, and I'll be like, gone. Yeah. And I'll be yep. late. <laughs> Then you between the snooze and the 45 minutes on yeah. social media I'm yeah. late so it's just been really it's been really interesting these last few days that I don't get up I, and reach for my phone and look at my social media mm-hmm. you know and sometimes habits are hard to break but um, sometimes you just cold turkey yep sometimes cold turkey so I'm not really I don't I'm not on social media and I'm and I'm not a snoozer but I made the mistake but I am an extremist. And I made the mistake several years ago of getting Candy Crush on my phone. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know it crept up on me. It crept up on me, but I couldn't do I couldn't be silent for a second without pulling out my phone and playing the stupid Candy Crush game. And it hit me last February after we went to Dave Ramsey's summit, I think it was, or no, it was the Entre Leadership Master Series, which was the second time I had gone, and I went, I've got to delete this thing off my phone. And I deleted it. And it's like, you know, those zombie movies where, oh, remember that movie, was it Wally? Where they all, oh, yeah, <laughs> like woke up or something. That's what happened. It's just those things sneak up on you and they start to rob you. Mm-hmm. They rob you of time, yep. of, of, of mental, yeah, mm-hmm. of mental energy, of your focus, right. of spending time thinking. We were just talking with a bunch of people. We don't think anymore, no. right? Right. So that intentional is a great word. Tell our audiences, like, how can they come up with a, if they like this idea, like, yeah. how do you, what process do you go through to come up with a word? I think, um, like I said, I don't remember how last year it got started. I just was, I think I was talking to somebody mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, you, you're doing things, but you're not, you know, you can do it with more intensity. And I think that just kind of resonated stuck, with yeah, you. just stuck in mm-hmm. my brain. And then this year, um, again, we were doing goal setting and um, I was like, I just, I need a word. I need a word. Um, we were talking about, also, the other thing we were talking about was like deleting a word from your vocabulary. Oh. And, um, and then I just thought, okay, well, what's my word for this you're going to be? Like, I just knew that in- intensity was last year. And then whatever reason, I just thought, okay, this year I want it to be intentional. Um, you had asked me, like, you know, what, how, did you, how did you grow last year? And I was like, 
I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it was like it just all fell into place. Mm-hmm. And it was like it, I was so scattered with it. So this year I want to be intentional. So when you ask me next year, I'm like, I did this, I did this, and I did this. Good for you. And these are the three things I'm focusing on to get where I want to be. That's so that I think just kind of I think evolved. That's why I like I actually like the idea of deleting a word and it's and it doesn't have to be a physical word that you're deleting, but maybe a concept. Right. Like last I guess this last year is Candy Crush. <laughs> 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 or a person, deleting a person that's sucking you dry or something. That's that's good. That's really important mm-hmm. actually too. I was I tried I've tried to remove myself from negativity and remove myself from negative people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I tell people, oh yes, I'm a realtor, and they go, oh that's so hard. The you know the market stinks, and why would you do that? I'm like, bye bye. Not listening to I'm you. Like, okay, <laughs> bye bye. We're done with this conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'll just you know smile and be like. Don't, that's, I'm not letting that absorb, I'm not going to resonate that in my head anymore. You know what I do? Um, I um, hate just gossip, right? I hate it. And I will literally, in my mind, when I'm around it and I recognize it, you know, I'm human, sometimes I don't recognize it, but when I recognize it, literally there's a little voice in my head that says, turn around and run. (laughs) And I, sometimes I will just get up, I will like literally just walk away. People must be like, you're (laughs) so weird. But I will just run the other way. From that because it'll it, it, it infects you yeah it does yeah it really does so give give the audience some advice like you're doing some great things you're being intentional you're intensifying you've got your people I do. you know um what what can they do what, what should be their first step if they're like oh i am in the wrong environment or i am you know i'm all out i'm scattered or what's the first thing you would say do change your environment mm-hmm. change your environment change your mindset um, if you are around people that are not lifting you up or pushing you to be better, change it. That's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you sit at home and you're not coming into the office and you're not surrounding yourself with other people that are going to help you be better, change it. Mm. That is so simple. It doesn't cost you anything. You're not, I mean, just try that. Try that. Try coming in and talking to other people. Open invitation. I don't care who you work for or what you do, even if you happen not to be in real estate or you know somebody who's working, working alone stinks. Yeah. Right? That's one of our mottos here. Working alone stinks. And so tell them to come in here. Just sit in the cafe or sit in the game room or go sit on the patio and you'll see what it means to have energy and oh. and good things around you. Yeah, that's Absolutely. good. You can change it, right? Absolutely. That's the easiest thing to mm-hmm. change. Dave Ramsey says it all the time. You don't like, you. if you say, that's not my personality. Well, change your personality. Doesn't he clap? He, he, he goes, goes clap. Change. I did that in front of my staff the first time we got back. My husband and I went to the Entre, Entre Leadership Master Series the first time we went, and I did that in a staff meeting, and literally... Literally three donkeys that were working for me within a week quit. Oh, they're like, we're done. We're like, hee-haw, hee-haw. Oh my that's God. Hilarious. All right. Well, I want to thank you for sharing oh, your wisdom you. and um, 
giving us some hints and, and encouraging us. And I hope okay. you guys were encouraged. If you want to hear some more from Catherine Castle, give her a call. call me. She'll talk to you. She's Absolutely. an encourager. I love to talk. Uh-huh. Yes, you do. And you do and you lift me up as well. Thank you. Um, so Diane and April, thank you again from the Mortgage Advantage for making this show possible. If you guys know any moms in real estate or moms in business who should um, appear on our show and share their knowledge in their life, please let us know and have a wonderful day.